Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Next Thursday, the Hate Crimes Working Group will be releasing its five-year report into hate crimes and discrimination in South Africa. With 945 cases, the study is by far the most in-depth view of those kinds of crimes um, in the country. Yolanda Mitchell is a researcher at Ubiru Research, and she joins me now to tell me more. Yolanda, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, uh, Good afternoon, and good afternoon to your, to your listeners as well. Yolanda, firstly, congratulations on the report. It's been five years, I imagine, of a lot of hard work and stress. What goes into putting a research project like this together? Sure, Sarish. Um, yes, it, it was, um, it, it's a big project. Um, it's, it's a very relevant project in the South African context and within our communities and within our families and for individuals in South Africa as well. Um, this project um, is one that no one person can, can take credit for, um, likewise with the report as well. It is absolutely a collaborative effort um, among a whole collection of stakeholders of which the South African Jewish Board of Deputies um, is one that has been on this journey with us uh, since the inception of this project. Um, to give you a little bit of context, uh, this project, the, the foundation phase of this project actually started in 2009 already, towards the end of 2009, um, just following the 2008 um, very large-scale xenophobic attacks that started um, and that took the lives of, of many, many people. Um, and there is, in response to, to those crimes, um, it was noted that there is no um, sort of cross-sectional and, and national um, body of organizations working together um, to address the issue of hate crimes um, nationally and cross-cutting across vulnerable sectors of society. Um, and from those beginnings, um, organizations uh, such as the um, uh, University of South Africa, um, the South African Jewish Board of Deputies, and a lot of other organizations um, came together and started looking at what needs to be done to understand hate crime in South Africa better. Um, and from those beginnings, um, a, a form was developed um, with the intention to document um, hate crimes in South Africa um, across vulnerable sectors. So when I say vulnerable sectors, I mean um, the characteristics that hate crimes are typically based on, such as a person's um, nationality, a person's sexual orientation, a person's religion or ethnicity, um, those kinds of things. And this is the first study in South Africa that included stakeholders from a very broad range of um, vulnerable sectors of society. Yolanda, you speak about the vulnerable members of society, and perhaps we should look a little bit more as to who they are. But we have to take a very short break. So after the break, we'll come back to the topic. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Yolanda Mitchell, who's a researcher at Uburu Research Solutions. Um, Yolanda, you mentioned the xenophobic attacks in 2008, and since then we have seen 
spikes here and there. But it's not to indicate that since then it's quiet. It's just every now and then there's spikes, or is this a constant threat? Um, Shivers, yes. There, there are. Um, that is, that's one of the um, facets of hate crime and hate-based incidents that we have observed. Um, is that they are context related, and and that they are also related to the broader context of things that are happening in society and in communities. Um, for example, we find the South African Jewish community. Um, is certainly more vulnerable to space of especially um, hate speech and um, such related attacks, um, especially on social media during um, spikes in the conflict uh, between Israel and, and Palestine, for example. Um, so yes, that's that's definitely one of the one of the things that we observe in 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 relation to hate crime. Of course, um, there are certain sectors like the LGBTI community that are specifically vulnerable. And I think just even recently in December, two, two young women were killed. So obviously the, the, the severity of the crime can also be, can vary from a hate speech to murder. That's quite right, yes. Um, there are certainly, um, certain, uh, people with certain characteristics that are perceived to be more at risk for, um, in terms of becoming victims of hate crimes, um, specifically people that are targeted based on their sexual orientation, um, religion, um, nationality in certain contexts, and so forth. Um, and yes, absolutely. Um, so hate speech would um, generally involve um, derogatory remarks, um, but also threat to safety and to life um, or incitement to violence, um, whereas um, intentional unfair discrimination, which is a, another discriminatory um, category, um, involves um, denial of services or exclusion from services based on a characteristic of a person um, or an organisation. Um, and then a hate any any act that constitutes a crime um, within the, the the laws of a certain country, um, but that is then motivated by hatred um, or, or has a bias, prejudice attached to it. Yolanda, you, you talk about the fact that a hate crime not only affects the individual and the group it's targeting, but society as a whole. Why is a hate crime different from a normal violent crime? Um, Sharice, a hate crime is different from a a crime of a similar caliber that is not motivated by hatred because specifically it it implicates the person's character, usually a characteristic that is immutable. In other words, something that a person cannot change. You cannot be unblack. You cannot change your sexual orientation. You cannot... um, decide that today I am no longer a South African national. Um, so, so attacks based on a person's identity is perceived to have um, more of, a, of an impact and specifically have more of an emotional impact on the victim. Um, and that is one of, the, one of the things that are coming through in, in our research quite strongly um, is that by and large, the emotional impact that the victims suffer 
um, is overlooked but has tremendous impact, not only on the victim but also on the family and on the community as well. And when you release your report on Thursday, one of the things you're going to be looking at are recommendations going forward. How are we with the hate crimes um, legislation? Um, the hate crimes legislation is still in a process of development. Um, as you know, in 2017, um, the proposed uh, combating of hate crime and hate speech bill went out for public con- consultation. Um, it was very broadly commented on um, and also criticized because uh, certain sections thereof are perceived um, as being uh, possibly detrimental towards um, and, and possibly curbing of freedom of speech. Um, so a lot of people commented on that, um, and that that is taking its course now. It, it's gone back to... Um, back to the, the, the writers thereof, and we are awaiting further information thereof. And in terms of support for victims of hate crimes? Sure. Um, Sharice, what we have seen is that many, many, indeed most of the uh, participants in the study that we conducted rely very heavily on uh, civil society organizations um, such as the Jewish Board of Deputies um, and then also your Chapter 9 institutions such as the South African Human Rights Council uh, or Commission um, for support. Um, because hate crime is not categorized as a unique crime category, it's very difficult um to report a crime as a hate crime and to get support as a victim of a hate crime um, within our state um, criminal justice system. Um, So the civil society organisations that work with uh, vulnerable communities and with victims of hate crime take a lot of responsibility for the support for these victims. Um, And this is also closely linked to... um, what we now see is is that the civil society organisations are becoming quite overwhelmed. Mm. Um, they are suffering from a lack of resources. They are suffering from just being inundated with requests for support, um, <laughs> especially in, in some circumstances, such as when um, there are spates of violent attacks. Um, and it, it's really placing a burden on the, on the civil society system. Well, Yolanda, I must congratulate you and Dr. Joannel and your whole team. I know how hard you have worked on this process, putting together the methodology. It's not an easy thing to do, getting the statistics and finding the results. So I wish you good luck for next week, Thursday, when you release the results. And hopefully civil society and the media will be in a better position to take these things forward. Thank you very much. Thank you for your kind words, and we look forward to seeing you there as well. Thank you, Yolanda. Well done. That was Yolanda Mitchell from Uburo Research Solutions.